just because we are ready to talk to them we cannot expect them to sit down and hear us out completely oh you need to do this oh you need to do that this also you need to it cannot be a topic like that calm yourself sit down and have a conversation so your body a language your tone and your choice of words and as much as you can simplify for your child to understand it's okay to even talk about what sexual intercourse is to a 6 year old because they are not seeing it as a taboo they are not seeing it as like oh my god you're so dirty the younger the child and the e- it's easier to explain it to them because it's it's just like okay there is a respiratory system there is a reproductive system you know and there's a digestive system it's biology for them it becomes oh my god because they've not heard about it they've heard taboo stuff about it and then you're telling them so that is why children get a bigger shock so the younger you start as a matter of fact the easier it is for them to understand this when they are growing up so three things main three things be comfortable yourself educate yourself and look at the comfort of your child simplify it for them welcome to intensify humanity podcast we bring the stories of ordinary human beings with extraordinary journeys they have been grinded through life in terms of extreme challenges guilt shame and things people cannot even imagine all because they made a choice or decision in life they are literally not just inspiring but intensifying humanity through unconventional ways to such an extent that other human beings are inspired and pushed to live to their highest potential in life I Sundata Sarkar your host today will bring about the story of one such human being I hope you find this episode inspirational Sex virginity masturbation wet dreams reproductive organs How do you feel when you hear these words ashamed dirty shy Do you also feel the same way when you talk the same about your hands legs hair stomach etc Talking and understanding about our own body and its needs have become a stigma but only when you have the right awareness about it you not just have a beautiful life but you can also pass the correct information to your kids so that they don't have to hunt for the answers to these questions when they are growing up Meet Niyati and Shah a mother Tedx speaker and sexuality educator who is on a mission to not just spread awareness about how parents can teach their children about sexuality in a way which is not considered a stigma but also teaching and counseling people on the same she is not just helping the humanity in the most basic awareness about oneself one's body one's mind but she is also spreading it to the world in an unconventional way to the society thus intensifying humanity Welcome Neeti to Intensify Humanity podcast and I'm really glad to meet you here because I've been following your works and I'm really you know seeing a woman taking up such a kind of initiative and spreading awareness and you're doing really a good job your inspiration you. thank you thank you so much thank you all right so Neeti uh, my first question to you would be in our society like uh, there is so much of advancement like people claim there is so much of advancement in technology acceptance and so many things yet there are some things which are still considered as stigma however you went ahead and chose to talk about it to spread awareness and to teach people about sexuality 
So how did it all start and what is the reason behind this kind of particular education? So Sundata, what happened was um, when I was pregnant with my first child, uh, now he's 16 years. So that was the time when he was in my womb and all I would envision our relationship was a very honest and an open relationship where I had promised my child that whatever questions you have, I will be your source of information. Not that that time we had this technology 16 years back where Google was filled with so much information, but definitely it was just something that I felt within that, not that I want to hold on to my child, but he should have a resource who he trusts for a longer period of time. Somebody who, who he knows is always there for them. And parents are the only source of information or people around them, like siblings or parents who are going to be there for them throughout, you know, either their lives or their lives. Uh, teachers change, neighbors will change, friends change, but your family stays with you. And sibling is definitely not the um, a place of resource. So that leaves us parents, uh, which is very powerful. And nobody loves a child more than a parent does. And a parent will go that extra mile to ensure that the child is safe and healthy both. So um, when I promised my child that I had no idea about sex education per se as a topic, so it was, it was just like, okay, you have a question, you come to me, I will ensure I'm giving you an answer. So when he was about six years of age and his school conducted a workshop where a doctor came in and spoke about um, sex education, its importance and specifically child sexual abuse. So me being a victim of child sexual abuse understood that very personally. I, it was like as if he's talking to me of what I went through. Um, definitely, I'm not traumatized by it. It was just something that I recognized what happened to me and again by a family member. So it, it kind of stuck on to me that how could I miss on such an important phase or an important piece of information or a topic where I am trying to be a mother who wants to be there for his, you know, for, for him as a child. And that kind of, uh, I said, okay, you know what, I need to find out. I need to know what sex education is all about. I need to be educated myself to be then uh, talk to my child about it. And that's how my journey started. So I went ahead, I did a you know short course with uh, this doctor, Dr. Rajan Bosle, that is his name. And he's extremely famous for his uh, uh, counseling sessions. That's Dr. Minu and Dr. Rajan Bosle for his sex education. So I went and I did his small course and um, a short course. From there, the journey started where a lot of my myths were broken. A lot of um, understanding that I needed to have as a parent came in about the topics. Now, how do I take it to my child? Information to I got. Now, how do I break it down to his level, to his language, to his understanding was the challenge as a parent. So now I know masturbation is normal, but how am I going to break that news to my child? It's not something that I'm going to sit down with a textbook or something and talk about it because I didn't want to make it a topic topic. It has to be a conversation with my child, you know, just like I tell him haircut is important or take your, go take your shower. That kind, because I realized that the more taboo and the more hesitant hesitation we are attaching to this topic, the children were sensing that more than what I was saying or more, more than what a parent talks to the child. So you're getting what I'm saying? Your tone, the way you speak, how you make a conversation is what the child grasps. So that's where uh, it all started. And I started digging into the topic, learning more about it, training myself into 
communication, body language, and all the other courses that I started doing. Because now I was not only uh, talking to my child. A lot of my friends and family came together and said, "Why don't you talk to our children?" And I started having smaller batch of children who I was talking about safety. That time it was basic about uh, puberty, basics about puberty, and basics about child sexual abuse. But then I started talking to the adults about their lives and they as parents and they as couples. And I realized this topic is something that everybody wants to know. But they were just hesitant because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody was talking about it until asked. And we didn't have the platform to ask. Because if somebody asks that, hey, listen, I'm having a trouble, like I'm having trouble uh, with my first few months in marriage, you know, maybe the man is having some kind of anxiety performance problems or the woman is having pains. They didn't know who to go and talk to about. So that's where I thought that uh, this platform needs to be created where we can talk about it. It's not so bad as people are making it to be. It's a very normal thing and most of us are going through it. So why should we keep quiet about it? So it's not only about children, it's as about adults also. And the more I dug into it, the more I realized, the more I was taking workshops, it just came out to me that this can be simplified and this can be made a little normal than what it is not. And that's how it all started. Absolutely agree with you that it is so natural, so normal thing, yet it is made so complicated to just even talk about and that's why there is so much of stigma associated around with it so in a lot of schools as we have seen when we also grew up and i am sure you will relate to it that sex education was an alien term so do you think that education has a especially the conventional education systems the schools, colleges has a big role to play to spread the awareness at the ground level because maximum of the time they spend their uh, time of the day in schools and colleges. So you know what, Somdata, I understand that sex education is not a topic. Again, as I was saying, it's not a subject. It's a life skill to somewhere, you know, to understand. So when we tell our grown-up daughters or sons that it's time for you to get married, you have to settle down, you have to earn that much amount of money to support your family, we are giving them the understanding and the preparation that they need to do to have that, right? So this goes alongside. So when the child is young, whether it's a girl or a boy, to tell them that, oh, why are you talking to a girl or why are you playing only with girls or telling girls that boys are like that only you know they're constantly thinking only about one topic that's how society's conversations are and children are picking it up whether we agree you know with it or not even if the child is not in the room he he or she understands because the entire society whether it's the holding boards or the advertisements or the cartoons that they are watching or the parents behaving at home or anywhere outside movies that they are watching it's all throwing these topics in front of them. Sexual messages are everywhere for them. So whether you're doing it in front of them or not is not the question. So where does the school come in into the picture? As you very rightly said, that a lot of hours go into it. So school need not, need not have a t- particular topic of sex education, but it can become a topic with EVS. Or it could become a topic where a PE teacher is ensuring that there are games between girls and boys. Uh, just to get them to understand that both genders are equally strong because there are boys who can't play certain sports. There will be certain girls who can't play certain sports. So sport has nothing to do with gender. Sport has to do with your stamina, with your strength. 
So that is what needs to go to the child. So sex education per se is also somewhere understood as only about the sexual activity, which is not true. Sex education or sexuality education in today's terms as we call it is a lot more than just that three minute act or just the hugging and kissing and having a relationship with somebody. It's about knowing your body. It's about knowing your likes and dislikes, you know, when you have a relationship or how you want to be touched, even as a child. So some children don't like people spanking them on their butt, you know, like how, you know, the adults have this fixation over small babies' butts, like they're so cute and parents go like so cute and they want to pinch it and spank it. But that's exactly what we need to teach the child that you have the right to say no. So it's a very, it's a very, long process and long a topic to be taught from when the child is born all the way till he has the understanding of how to handle his relationship and even after that for that matter so schools definitely play a huge role when it comes to subtle things like this creating the gender equality uh, letting them know that see in today's times there are first graders who talk about having girlfriends having crushes having boyfriends uh, getting married, though it's very innocent, but they are picking up these through movies that when you like somebody, you kiss them, uh, they are called your girlfriends and boyfriends and they're grasping all this very quickly. So what can the school do? School can definitely, when something like this happens in a classroom, the teacher or the counselor can definitely take one period and talk about it that, you know, it's okay to like other friends, but they are friends. They are not called girlfriends. That happens only after you are certain age. You can call it 16 just for their understanding. So they understand the distinction between having a friend and having a girlfriend. So that is where the school can come in. But a topic per se, yes, they can take it. But they're already struggling with the amount of topics they have, you know, the subjects they have themselves. And this topic also, I believe, is a topic which the entire society needs to take up. So even if school is saying something and a parent is saying something, but if the society is going to say something else, if their role models are going to say something else, children are not listening to you. So we tell them that lying is bad, uh, uh, stealing is bad, all these moral values we are giving our children. But does it stop? It doesn't. It's a survival thing. You have beautifully put out in words that it is a life skill. It is not a particular topic to be taken up. And we, who is society? It's us people who build the society. And uh, not just in schools and college, but also it starts from home or wherever the child goes or spends time during entire duration. And since you have mentioned it is a life skill, so would you also uh, shed some light on the fact that when this particular child with half knowledge or basically no knowledge about this kind of sex education grows up, goes into a relationship or get married and that person, whether it's a lady or a man, have complete misconceptions about these things. It affects the relationship at large and then again they are not able to speak and they suffer in their own anxiety, depression, stress. So how can they actually come out of that phase? So that is exactly where I began when I was teaching. Um, we learned everything about the adult sexuality. I had to break it down to understand what are our concerns today so that I can help the new generation to understand so that they don't have the same concerns. As I was mentioning, um, the relationships are at a much younger age. So when we had relationships at 16, 18, and then later, 
Now the relationships are at 11 and 12 and 13. So when a 12 year old who's not emotionally mature to handle such situations or the feelings that they, the overwhelming feelings that love brings in or attraction brings in, emotional maturity is not there, it's not developed and the sexual development has happened. So this bridge we need to create for them. And as your question asks, how do we do it? We start talking young to them. We start letting them know that, listen, there are certain things you will face as you are growing up. So when supposedly now your child is about eight years, nine years old, you start adding a little, little information to them, help them understand what you are going through as a parent. If you're a mother, speak to your child about how you get mood swings when you have, uh, you know, just before your periods or what are periods and what happens uh, to you. Um, what are the sanitary pads you're using or tampons you're using or the cups you're using? And child will have questions to ask you. So I remember when my child, my little one is eight years today, but when I started uh, using menstrual cups a year and a half back, and she immediately asks me, how do you put it in? Isn't it too small? So it is her vulva, her vagina that she compares it to because she's not seen anybody else's or an adult's. So she's wondering as to how is mama going to put this in and what is she doing to herself? Isn't she going to hurt herself? So this was the time when I got an opportunity to tell her, see, this is how I fold it and it goes in. See, your hand is smaller than mine. So my vulva is a little bigger than yours and it is elastic and it stretches. So it's easy to put in. So I'm going fast right now, but at her level, I would talk to her and explain it to her as to how it's done. So you start taking relationships from there. So you, you realize that, okay, you know, when a couple gets into a relationship, there are expectations. So where do these expectations lead you? So when a child is about 14, 15 years of age, you start talking about relationships. You start saying that, okay, you are going to uh, face something called attraction. It's going to happen to you. You may be attracted either to a girl or a boy or both or somebody else. And you know what? It's okay. It's normal. So whenever you are in question, come and ask me. Talk to me about how you feel. I will help you out. But for that, as an adult, I need to know that there is something called heterosexuality, homosexuality, bisexuality, transsexuality. There's a lot you need to understand first about you know, ourselves and about the topic to then help your child. So start talking small to them. Give them little, little questions and let them think over it. And even after all of that, your child might decide not to talk to you. So when you pick up signs like, okay, you know what? He's spending a lot of time speaking to certain, like I'm talking about my son who's 16. So if he's spending a lot of time, hypothetically, um, speaking to somebody, I will pick that up and ask him, is everything okay? Or is there something beyond, do you need help? Uh, you know, do you want to know anything? And he might just come up and ask you certain questions. You also prepare them for heartbreaks because that is going to happen, you know, day one or day two or day 15 or day... It's going to happen. If not with this, then with somewhere else. So teach them how to deal with that. And as age goes by, you know, that this is the age where you talk about pornography, masturbation, attraction. Uh, you would want to feel like doing certain things. How can you control yourself? Or what else can you do so that you don't make mistakes? Because they are mature human beings sexually. So it is possible that the girl can get pregnant if they have sex. So what are condoms? What are other ways of uh, ensuring that you don't, I won't call it a mistake, but this is not the age to go and have a child. So how can you delay to the point where you're mature enough to handle something like that? So 
the words you choose, the tone you speak, everything matters. And then slowly when they're about 18, 19, when they're adults and they think now I know how to handle all these things, you start talking about what are long-term relationships, what to look for in a life partner, what are the things that you can face. If you've already had sex at 18, 19, then what are the problems you are going through? So it completely is based upon age and the maturity of the child and the comfort of the child, you know, when they are talking to you. So how to take it? Take it age-wise, take it up according to their comfort, know what they are going to face next and talk beforehand. And don't talk it as a topic. I always tell all my uh, students, parents, everyone, take it as an opportunity, as a conversation, and then talk about it. So how to pull them out of it is only by education. That's a beautiful way of explaining it so simply that you have just shared. And uh, the part that you've mentioned that before I explain it to him or her, I need to first know about all these things and I need to be clear that I'm not having any kind of misconceptions or any kind of assumptions about these things and I am not ashamed of talking about it. So more than the kids, because kids are smart enough, they are bold enough. So what message would you, would you like to give the parents out there who really need to educate themselves and come out of this kind of stigma mentality? So my first, um, my first, uh, you know, uh, request would be, uh, this is a parent talking to a parent, right? So my, what I have realized is the first thing is ensure that you are comfortable talking about this topic. And if you can't find yourselves talking about it, there is one simple exercise that you can do. Say the words vulva, vagina, penis, testicles, breasts. Just say these words out loud. When you hear the words yourself, you know, that, that hesitation is broken. The first, the first thing what I find in most of the parents is you can't even speak these words. Then how can you have a conversation around it? So speak it out loud. If you don't want to speak it out with anybody else to practice, do it yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and say these words. Trust me, it helps. It sounds very funny. It sounds like what is she talking about, but it works. And then start talking about your sexual life with your partner. If you're a father, if you're a man, talk to your spouse about your wife about it. Talk, if you're a wife, talk to your husband about it. Talk about yourself. Talk about what you like, what you don't like. If you have questions about him or her, ask. Because that is where you will find comfort that it's okay to talk about this topic within our closed doors. See, nobody is asking anybody to stand up on the stage and make indecent jokes about it. Nobody is saying that, okay, you need to go the, out there and talk about sex as if it is like, you know, I am the person who knows everything about it. No, we are only talking about education. And education has space only where there is somebody to teach and somebody to learn. You don't have to be somebody who like, oh, I can talk about sex anywhere and everywhere. No, it's only education. So it's between the doors. It's within the walls, you know, so you and your partner or you and your child start there. And yes, if you want to join my clan and become an educator to take this message outside, let's start with smaller rooms, smaller groups, where you will understand that you still can be fully clothed. You, can, you don't have to have that image. It's purely a relationship between a teacher and a student. So whether you are a parent or a child or spouses. So one, be comfortable with the topic. Two, read about the topics yourself first. 
go through not one book two books go through few books you know that will give you the information go through google google is not bad till you know what resources you're picking up the problem with google is we don't know what is the right resource to pick it up from so when you know it's a big company who's done a lot of work you know these are experts who are writing about it they've done work in this field they know what they're talking about hear them read their articles understand the topic once you know for sure that okay you know what i am now confident that i know what i'm going to talk about to my child then go spreading that education you know not half education hame bhi to bacche hue hain humko maloom hai bacche kaise hote hain but lot of times we don't know ourselves i have had clients who told me nyati till my till i was not on the you know delivery table i thought my child is going to come out of my butt so i'm not joking i'm not exaggerating i have had mothers who do put it's not yeah as funny as it sounds but it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that we don't know that we have a different place where the peded blood comes out a different place where the urine comes out and a different place where the stools comes out a lot of many women think we have only two places and not three so this is basic biology that you need to know about yourself you know what is wet dreams if your son is going to have a wet dream tomorrow how will you handle it we don't know what wet dreams are fathers don't talk about it to their sons why wouldn't you you've gone through it you know how it feels when there's nobody to help you see mothers are still now open because periods have become like a big topic nowadays you know so mothers are okay to talk about it to their daughters but fathers also need to to open up and talk about themselves so second as i was saying the education is very important and the third main important thing is talk only as much as your child is comfortable just because we are ready to talk to them we cannot expect them to sit down and hear us out completely oh you need to do this oh you need to do that this also you need to it cannot be a topic like that calm yourself sit down and have a conversation so your body a language your tone and your choice of words and as much as you can simplify for your child to understand it's okay to even talk about what sexual intercourse is to a 6 year old because they are not seeing it as a taboo they are not seeing it as like oh my god you're so dirty the younger the child and the it's easier to explain it to them because it it's just like okay there is a respiratory system there is a reproductive system you know and there's a digestive system it's biology for them it becomes oh my god because they've not heard about it they've heard taboo stuff about it and then you're telling them so that is why children get a bigger shock so the younger you start as a matter of fact the easier it is for, for them to understand this when they're growing up so three things main three things be comfortable yourself educate yourself and look at the comfort of your child simplify it for them that's my suggestion again very simply and beautifully put out in words and i'm sure our listeners might have got some kind of idea that they can really implement and you know start talking about it and as you mentioned that yes uh, many many women don't even know what their biology is and uh, here comes a picture when they don't even know how to go through that traumatic phase of when the first blood comes out they think that they are going to die so how like have you come across any challenges when you first started off the journey while explaining it to their parents or children as such what are the challenges that you have faced 
So my biggest challenge is that um, the children are ready and curious. They want to talk about it. They want to know about it. But the channels that I have to go through, which is parents and schools, is restricting us to reach out to them. So that is where, that was my biggest challenge to convince the schools and parents to come out and hear me out and understand that this is very simple knowledge, very basic understanding that we are giving our children. So my biggest uh, challenge has always been uh, cutting through the taboo to reach the adults so that I could reach the children. Um, other than that, nothing bigger than, so challenges are there, no doubt about it. I'm talking on a topic which is, um, you know, seen very, um, how can a woman talk about sex openly? Is she available? All that, all that is another level of challenges that I went through being a woman, talking about sex. But touch wood, I will not call it as big a challenge where I had to really fight the society because somewhere I was prepared as to what I am getting into. So I knew that I will have a lot of uh, public um, trolling me or shaming me or telling me what are you doing. But seriously, it's not as bad as I thought. It is so good. So touch wood whether the way I'm coming out and the uh, I'm very clear as to how much I want to go further into it and where I draw my lines. So it's 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 been it's been a smooth journey that way. But yes, my biggest challenge has always been going through the adults to reach to the children. So the two books also that I came out for puberty. So I have authored two books. Uh, one is called uh, When Girls Grow Up, and which is for the girls, which also has a section about, about boys because they are curious to know the other gender. And one, the other book is called When Boys Grow Up, which has basic, uh, all the information for boys, and then a little section on the girls. And both books have Q&A, which were live questions that I received from my workshops. So even when this book came out, I had questions like, does do you talk about sex? Then we don't want to give it to our children. I said, no, this is level one where they just need to understand about their body, about the changes. How can you talk about uh, grammar without teaching them alphabets? You know, it's as simple as that. So you start with the alphabets, take them through the words, take them through sentence formation, then to do the entire, you know, there's a system to it. So yeah, the biggest challenge is I request the adults to be okay to talk about it because you know it yourself how many challenges you have had when it comes to sex and sexuality so why should your children go through it so yeah do you also think social media can play a big role in uh, helping out spread this kind of message i think for me particularly personally social media has been the platform to reach out to parents to the youth um, to the teachers, to everybody uh, for that matter, social media has played a big role in my life. And uh, I cannot uh, thank Facebook enough for that matter or Instagram. So these, these three um, uh, platforms I'm very active on, LinkedIn, Facebook and Insta. Um, so yes, social media has played a big role in reaching out to whatever uh, you know, public I have reached out to. So the two books, uh, When Girls Grow Up and When Boys Grow Up. So uh, that is available in Amazon, right? Yes. And people can go and read it out. So it's a great thing that you have written the book. I mean, uh, 
to share the not just the knowledge but also you know what they should be doing with the question answers and everything so thank you for writing such books which will help the society at large and uh, also since you are yourself an author let me ask you the next question who is your favorite author um so okay i am not the reader reader kind of a reader so i read a lot but my majority of the reading is on my topic and a few books on self help so of course louis hay is one of my favorite and dr mahendra watsa i have not only read his the book that he has come out with but i have read a lot of his article and his work and his course so for me particularly my favorite author is one way one side which is louis hay and the other is dr mahendra watsa and i cannot thank him for all the articles and all the um you know topics he's come out with to my great favorite. great awesome so uh, from here where do you uh, want to take this initiative to the next level what is your next set of mission or purpose so um because i realized it was such a tough job to get everybody outside to come for a workshop and longer hours and everything um i had some uh, uh, thoughts couple of years back that i wanted to take this entire course and put it online so that a parent and a child can sit in their own comfort of their homes go topic by topic at their own pace and whenever they need to you know it's okay to jump topics or to know about something because a conversation has come up so the content is ready with them the explanation is ready with them available to them so i am going online with my course um there are two main um, audience i am uh, looking for one is the educators because i want more and more educators to come out and to be able to teach uh, you know this topic whether it is the adults or the children and second is the parents so that they can sit down and be the trusted source of information where they are educated not only with the content but also with the skills so my forward way is the online course that i want to come out with and i've had um, amazing people in my life to push me and believe in me and tell me that neeti that's the way to go just go do it and don't worry about anything else you're doing a fab job so having that kind of people behind me i'm definitely sailing through this this is awesome i'm sure it's going to be amazing and all the best for that thank you and uh, so if not a sexuality educator a teacher or an you know a speaker what would neeti shah be <laughs> yeah so this is the question i ask a lot of my friends also um, but what i personally think is i can be a fabulous um um marketer and a manager so i i see myself um, as a problem solver so if if it could be any topic or a person uh, who i could work for or work with i my superpower is to demystify to simplify and to bring solutions to problems so even if, if even if it is a simple thing simple thing or a big problem i focus on why it happened later first i'm like okay this is what is in front of me how do i get through it so my brain starts working very quickly towards getting out of it or you know bringing a solution to it then going back and thinking okay what went wrong let's look at it so that we don't repeat it again so a manager would be a perfect job for me and a marketer because i think reaching out to people and helping them understand a product or a service is what i could do best so yeah that's an interesting answer i like the word demystifier 
<laughs> nice. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, how can our listeners connect with you? Um, so I'm available everywhere on these three social media platforms. And my handle is uh, simple. It's Niyati Ensha. Uh, Niyati goes with the spelling of N-I-Y-A-T-I-I-N and then S-H-A-H. So look for this and you'll find me everywhere. All right. Thank you so much, Niyati. I'm sure our listeners uh, would have been bombarded with some really good and productive and useful insights and knowledge today. Mm -hmm. And uh, people have been, you know, wanting to speak, but some are afraid to speak about it. Some people don't know about it, but I'm sure they have got lots of insight about it. And I'm sure there are lots to learn from you regarding, you know, be it a kid, a parent or non-parent, whoever it is. And you are doing an amazing job and I wish you all the best. And, uh, you know, I, I just wish you spread this awareness to more and more and more people out there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sundata, for reaching out to me, giving me this platform, because as I said, it's very important for me to reach out so that people can hear me, know what my mission is, understand who I am. So it's easy for them to connect back with me. So thank you for giving me this platform. Thank you for tuning into my show. That was Niyati N. Shah, the human being who is helping parents and other people to gain the correct awareness about sexuality and also help children to understand these basic and crucial things in the proper and correct manner in life, thus intensifying humanity in her best possible way. I hope you found this episode inspirational. 